Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. And then who cares in the end? It's just us having a good time, right? This- episode five. So, I, I what, start the episode. As I'm, as I'm saying it, you guys will, will be live reaction to it. Okay, so welcome. Welcome back to episode five of our podcast, No Idea Yet. Uh, with me today, we have Freddie. Hello. And Johnny. Hello there. And today we will be discussing the royal family Ooh. and sort of the monarchy and things that we've got. And we might dabble into a little bit of celebrity culture if we've got time. But um, so, as is, as is the way we're doing this at the moment, is, um, this is the first time that these guys have heard that this is, the, this is today's topic. So, let's get some initial thoughts out there. Uh, let's go to Johnny. What's, um, what, what's your initial thoughts on the royal family? Uh, my, my, only, my only hopes is that the person I work with called Christine, she has watched all the crown and do you know, like, kind of, she knows of all she knows all the names she knows everything that they've done she's followed them her whole life and is just proper keen on the royals and it's like oh man why are you here now uh, my, my initial thoughts are i know so my have a younger stepbrother who was very anti-royal um and then i've had a friend who was kind of like just more looked them up and i know that it's part of like they own loads of land which builds revenue for the country which goes straight back into the country as well as creating tourism and stuff like that the queen herself doesn't really have a huge amount of power any law that's passed has to go through her but she always says yes so it's really more of a formality i think most of it is more for like i think the cost of what it costs their lives is more than it is the negative of what it is for the uk i don't know that for certain but do you know, like for the queen she'll never retire she's like going to be in her 90s and she's still going across the world doing diplomatic stuff she is doing, yeah. yeah you know like they go all across the world doing loads of charities diplomatic work I and mean, it's kind of like although for a lot of people it's a token royal thing you know they make loads of you know connections with other countries and help things along so i definitely for me i'd say i'm pro-royal but i don't know a huge amount but i know that they do generate income how much they do use themselves and we see i don't know for definite but i assume that you know, the positives outweigh the negatives. And there's I loads think, of... Yeah, I think we're going to have to call this episode some idea so mm. far, <laughs> rather than no, no! idea. Yeah. No, that, was, that, was, that was impressive. I think that's, um, that's all that's I good, know. That's a good... I'm done. How about, <laughs> how about you, Fred? <laughs> that's it. Oh. <laughs> okay, finish uh, the podcast. knowledge from last episode. <laughs> <laughs> pent up animal knowledge has been transferred into royal knowledge. And it's just been... <laughs> Squirt up. Go on, Fred. What's your thing? Johnny actually knows quite a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I only know the basic income of the Queen every year when she goes back to the... <laughs> and, and recently she had to start paying income tax in 2005, I think. That was on the wheel, Michael McIntyre, and it was like, what did she do recently? And it was start paying income tax. Wow. Oh, so, wow. She does that. Does she have a passport? I mean, like, passport says it's certified by the Queen. That is, you know, you're a There's citizen a of her empire. I think she doesn't have a driving license either, right? She can just drive any car. She's a bad man. Yeah. She does love driving. She, um... Well, oh, sorry, I, Fred. So initial thoughts on on the on the royal family as they as they stand today. I have quite a good basis for my knowledge. To be fair, I've seen all of Suits, so <laughs> I know who Meghan Markle is. And he <laughs> just finished Bridgerton, which is one hundred percent factually accurate. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, 
I was in Norwich for a year interning. Arts Centre, the Norwich Arts Centre or something. I had a display on about Fiji and the Queen went to Fiji and did some stuff in Fiji at some point, maybe in the 1970s, question mark. And then like the next week, I, could, we, I couldn't even go to that part of the town because the Queen came to visit. And that's pretty cool, isn't it? Um, so, so far, let's think. Uh, she went to Fiji. <laughs> Margaret Markle was in suits and Bridgerton was pretty sick. So I think so I feel like- you, you, co- you cover the bases there, Fred. I think that's really <laughs> Yeah. That was a great way up. Um, I think so. One thing that maybe you guys didn't touch on too much. I mean, I know Johnny you said you met some people who are very pro and very anti royal. I think it can be quite a polarizing topic, right? Sometimes people, some people really, really love them and some people really dislike them. Um, why, why do you think that might be, just in case, you know, in terms of misinformation, people not knowing anything, just with anything, isn't it? Do you like you, you hear a certain part of news, which may be true, it may not be true, and then you just go all it, and then from there on out, you just focus on that you know, echo chamber kind of stuff or, or just the fact of like, you know, you hear one bad thing, you're like, that's really bad. You know, that's, you know, like, why did the, the queen only just start paying income tax? I mean, we've been missing out all her income tax since then. She's not paying into the whatever. And you know, you, know, you, you snowball. But and I guess with the other things that people just like, I just like there being a monty because she's on our coins and that's just quite nice. So, yeah. I mean, I'm currently living in London right now. This is at a time of recording. It's the 20th of January. There's some killer corona going on and the, the streets are totally empty. So at night time, there's not really much to do other than go for a bit of a walk. And it's not too far for me to get to the centre centre of London and blow me down with a feather duster. Are there so many souvenir shops? It's all closed, but there's just pow, like the most expensive streets. There's still all these souvenir shops that all have the Queen or faces of the Queen and flags and stuff with Buckingham Palace and et cetera, et cetera. So I feel like the, the royal family is just a huge, it's an England thing, right? And so already you've it's got- brand UK, right? It's very much brand UK. It's, which always surprised, I don't know about you guys, it's always surprised me going abroad how good brand UK is. Like we were always really happy to hear that you're from the UK and you're like, do, do you not know? Like, do we colonize you? <laughs> Giver of national holiday, Independence Days, isn't it? Like it's is the fact that because you've got something that's so for the people outside England, and a lot of people in England are pretty racist. I, I'm wondering if because the foreigners, inverted commas, like the Queen and the and the and that kind of thing, does that polarize people too? Because it seems so much that it's something that we sell to people rather than is something that we have for ourselves. I mean, last point I'm gonna make of this is that, you know someone, if they have a big British flag outside their house, it's not really someone that you... <laughs> you yeah, the, the George is the worst, but yeah, unless it's the World Cup in which you may be... Yeah, it's actually like who keeps yeah. their St. George's flags up after the World Cup is you kind of know where the racists are. <laughs> yeah, the, the bigger and shinier, the worse you yeah. Yeah, so I just wondered if that polarizes more because yeah, it's a it's a it's a, it's a selling point. It's not something mm-hmm. that we talk about. Is it? Oh, yeah. I think yeah, uh, that's an um, interesting one. I think one of the things that so I just again this is just speaking from my experience. One of the things that Americans really love about it is the history of it, and that you know the fact mm-hmm. that it's got such. A, I mean, they in my experience again, in my, only my limited experience, but they often love things that are like you know the. American tourists, when they come to the UK, they say, oh, you know, this building is old in our country, kind of, that's always, like, oh my God. So 
okay, I apologize to any Americans listening who are, who are offended by my gross generalization of your view. But yeah, history, I think, might be might be a, I, a key factor. I was going to say, because my mum has a Jacobean, which is just like a big chest type thing. Like a, I don't even know what it is. It's a Jacobean. That's all I know it as. And it's like, I think it's 350 years old. It's kind of something which passed down in a family. And it's like, I, I don't know how old it is now, but it, all of an extra 20 years, maybe. Um, and it was, I remember being something like, it's like, you know, it's older than Canada and it's nearly as old as America. That kind of thought of like something in your house, which is just ridiculous. And I think the same thing, you know, people's like, oh, that's nice. And I think it's like one of those monarchies, which is still successful, Like it's still, we're all in the few, which is still going, which is, is, has an impact. So I think the biggest thing is, I feel a lot of people just think, oh, that's nice. Oh, there's an old woman and she's, oh yeah, she's, she's got a crown. That's, everyone likes that idea. She doesn't do anything. It's not bad. So therefore, it's good, and I feel countries just like the idea. Benign. So therefore, yeah. No, yeah, no. it's just a nice little like, oh, you know, like when you get a logo on like a nice item, you're like, oh, cool, look, it's a little little logo. It doesn't do it's anything. The logo. It's the Queen's face. <laughs> yeah, on this coin. That's it. She's just like UK's logo. Well, like you said about uh, misinformation, though, is just that, like, yeah, I don't actually know much about it, but it's very easy to just have a polar conversation about it. And having the history, I didn't realise how little I knew of British history anyway. Uh, I guess I just didn't really pay attention in school for that. Because, again, I, th- I have a lot of problems with England's uh, education system. <laughs> and I don't think it properly educates us. And then I was talking to a friend who's not from um, not from Europe. And she was like, so wait, how many like monarchs have you had? Like six? And I was like, uh, let me just get up the horrible histories song of all the the kings and queens which is a banger if any of our listeners haven't heard it please look up whole history song and what it's like 30 something like william william henry stephen henry richard john (laughs) henry john all the way through to now it's like wow we have such a history yeah i think it's like a thousand thousand years i that so yeah because i guess with um family in canada and like going there the, the museum and like some of the it's like 150 years old. That, well, Canada's older than that. Obviously, the native people are, and they have a horrible history there. But um, it is a case of it's so new as a country and as a like a well, a first world kind. Of, do you know what I mean? I'm not just people were there. Oh, no, I, 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 I westernized. <laughs> it's so new how colonized that's, that's it was. The point I was trying to make about this year, I, I think we're in the same boat. The point I was trying to make about the history and how Americans like it. I felt like it halfway through, I was like, am I massively insulting all of America right now? <laughs> But no, I know what you mean. I love yeah, but we went to this thing and it was like uh, going to this. It, you know, we may go to a castle, for instance, and a bit of history or whatever. And it's like, oh, cool. You know, this has got so much history. We went to something which was kind of like frontier kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, you look at these old stuff. They're still like bicycles, but they're really old bicycles, which are like over 100 years old. And like the buildings like over 100 years old. So that was their like thick history. And it's, you know, and we went to Victoria um, in Canada and there was like this cathedral. Like, oh, should we go see the cathedral or not? Looked on TripAdvisor and it was like, if you've ever been to Europe, this is a very mild, <laughs> like, like, kind of, and it's funny because I saw some pictures like, oh yeah, it's totally just like one you'd see down the street. And like in England alone, you know, you can go to some huge, like, spired cathedrals or whatever, well, not cathedral, what do you call it? Yeah, cathedral, I don't know. And it's just, yeah. yeah, but you know, like a standard church on the side of the road with a steeple and it's like, that's what it was. So they're just, we have loads of them, whereas other countries, you don't have stuff made out of stone necessarily. Like in America, a lot of stuff is, you know, you've got no castles, you've got no yeah. things like that because everything was built in newer fashion, which is quicker, easier, more cost-effective yeah. building out timber rather yeah. than stone. Yeah. We don't get a matter of on that, but you just remind me something really quite funny. When we were in 
when we were in China, we went drove away to this uh, like sort of giant Buddha thing one day, and we were with some German friends of ours, and one of them just got he really, looked like quite visibly angry, and we were sort of asking, you know, why he was like, oh, I just I just googled this, you know, like so we read read the little plaque about this giant Buddha thing. Do you want, do you want to have a, have a guess at what year it was built? I'm assuming now it's like 20, like 2005. <laughs> yeah, it was like 2008, yeah. <laughs> 2015, it was like, this was built in 2008, and it's like, what? <laughs> what? You know, yeah, made to look historic, when but yeah, I, obviously. When I was in um, uh, Rome recently, like, so usually in England, I mean, even now, again, I said I'm in London, and you walk past some cool buildings that has on it, like, 1802, and like, uh, 1736, or a pub had a plaque that said, that it technically been standing, but just rebuilt over time for over 400, 500 years or something crazy. So fair, I think I'm fairly used to that kind of level. Then I'm in Rome. <laughs> now, you walk okay. along just a random old street <laughs> and there's a fountain that's been there for a thousand years. <laughs> and it was like, oh. <laughs> like, all right, fair. And it's not even like a big important fountain, <laughs> maybe. Uh, I think there's some Egyptians oh. listening to us who are just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, only a thousand. <laughs> a thousand tried five, yeah. <laughs> and then we got Stonehenge. Yeah, we got Stonehenge over here. So. <laughs> I pass that no, I was just. I, we went to a restaurant and they were like, "Oh, do you want to go see the the cellar?" And I was like, "Well, sure, I'll go see anything." And we went down, and, and the cellar was like hidden. Ready to be the easiest kid to kidnap ever. <laughs> Can I come see my? Oh yeah. Go I mean, they got they got that curiosity. And, Something about a cat has a good time with curiosity, something like that. And the cellar was hid, was it like partially bricked up? Because if they had allowed the full cellar to be usable, they'd have to report it to like the Rome history police people. And it's like a special archaeological site because it backs onto the amphitheater where, where like where Julius was killed or something. Like, and they, they say that the owner of the restaurant was like bricked up part of it. So there's only a small space down the bottom so that it's not like a historical area or something. I can't remember, mm, there's a loophole. This is like, I was just there and I was like, was killed near where I'm standing. And they're like, yeah, pretty close. <laughs> I was like, what? I love it. It was just a brick wall where they just decided they're gonna make this up to get the tourism and the, and the ability. <laughs> How can we do that's a real ingenuity, I think, if they that. But yeah. Well, the only reason we were allowed down is because I was with someone who was friends with the owner. So actually, maybe it was a really, really secret thing, but I'm really special. niche, really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, we're actually going to touch on one thing. So I've got an Am I the Arsenal story for you as well. Okay. So this is an Am I the Arsenal. So it, it starts off here. It says, um, My good friend Je Jeffrey Epstein and I uh, were off one day. Either like um, yeah, goes on about his inability to sweat and um, you know how how he doesn't remember photos being taken with him on you know upstairs and things. Um, see where I'm going with this at all? Look, both looking very blank. I get you. I get you. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it, so am I the asshole, or am I being really slow here? Uh, there, there, there was no. Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a very very <laughs> joke that landed really well. It was, uh, no, I'm going on the Prince Andrew thing. I thought we'd touch on that while we were on the royal family. So I've just realised upon editing this, this is not very clear. So just to clarify, um, the Prince Andrew uh, scandal, which was uh, in 2019, um, in his involvement with Jeff Epstein, um, this is what I'm referencing here. It's not an am I the arsehole, sorry. Um, I've left it in for continuity for the episode. Uh, so I hope that clarifies things. Anyway, back to the episode. 
I haven't oh, watched yeah. the show, but Alistair has. You know more about the royals than I do. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I, I saw the interview. Have you, have you seen the, uh, the Prince Andrew interview? It was no, I haven't. That's the thing. It's just one of those things. Oh, the this, this is the misinformation bit of being like, oh, well, I saw it on you know, ITV Morning. They showed a small snippet of an interview, and that's why my that's where my opinion came from. And that, that's the misinformation. You're, like, you're not going to the source. You're getting secondhand information. And although, to be honest, I assume... Well, all the, all the information about that interview would have been absolutely right because it was a train wreck from start to finish. Yeah, that, it, it was hilarious to watch and it's well worth a watch if you haven't seen it. Yeah, but, but yeah. see, that's what I think is, that's probably not the best example, but say that's where a lot of things people get it from. Or somebody who's like, you know what, like the general kind of like, um, they live in a nice nicer house than me. Why, why do they deserve to be in it? That's not fair. And then, you know, you're not looking into anything more than that, which if it's based on that, then fair enough. You know, if you don't like the, that, that, um, Wage gap, what do you call it? Wealth, wealth gap, really. Yeah. But yeah, carry on. I feel like you're going to mention the royal family, that's quite an amusing one. Don't have any new insight on it whatsoever. Just he was a pretty terrible dude. Um, but that kind of ties into actually the question half of this episode is um, I want to get you guys' thoughts on the future of the monarchy. What, what the future of the British monarchy, what they actually, if they're going to be around in the future, if we think, again, this is all just going to be conjecture, but it's going to be a bit of research based conjecture, hopefully. So yeah, just um, look up, obviously forgetting more or less the history of it, just looking up if people think they are going to be around and, and um, in, in what, what form that will kind of take potentially. So can um, we give- but yeah, and anything else you guys want to add before on the, on the, yeah. the pre- I wanted, I wanted to guess what we're going to find before. Because, like, yeah, yeah, that'd be fun, that'd be fun. So, like, so what, yeah, what, what are your initial thoughts on, on yeah, the future of the future of the British monarchy? Like, I can't see, I feel like they've, got themselves in a very comfortable position where there's not really much to be outraged by if you know what i mean like i can't well watch watch the interview with prince andrew and then we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that, that also shows my ignorance but that like you don't i mean trump recently is in the news for various reasons and is now no longer power obviously he wasn't a monarch but our monarchy is just so soft it feels unless i'm missing something huge here in a big old they're actually lizards type deal but <laughs> can't see any reason why they wouldn't continue unless there's an issue with offspring not being raised well and they or not being raised happily part of the royal family and so they start bailing kind of like that kind of happens all the time (laughs) harry and megan obviously kind of did bail right i think that was in the news at some point they kind of yeah that's pretty big so that that I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's an interesting one. Um, Johnny, anything you want to add to? Freddie was saying something, and I was really going to stem off. I mean, it was uh, it was about the Trump thing, it, but more of like your misinformation of like, although just clearly all the cards are stacked up factually about against Trump, and it's really amazing how anybody does vote for him. But the thing people fail to, our media, how it comes to us, is so heavily filtered. That's not me defending him in any way but it's the fact that 75 million people voted for him that's more than our entire population voted for that guy and it was a close call in the votes i think he only got like what was it 78 million or i don't know I'm not, i don't know the numbers biden so he definitely wouldn't fair but it's a thing of like all we see is how bad of a guy he is yet still 75 yeah, million people. and it must be the same thing of like you know you get the the one percent which are the ridiculous people but yeah our media must just show us the worst side of him, whereas American media just must not be the same, that people still think it's a good shout to vote for it. And again, if you, if you just got all your information from like Fox News, then you would think he was doing really well. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, yeah, it's 
watch guess... TV in America, though, you haven't. You've watched TV in America. It's adverts. Different. It's just adverts <laughs> and the way they talk to you. I mean, news is is like an is action it? sequence. I swear. <laughs> what channel I was tuned into it? It was like I was watching the trailer for Born Identity. Like it was just. <laughs> <laughs> like they could say anything they want to i don't know yeah i just but i guess because obviously when it's international news it's different but i think so much of like everyone's pretty polarized in england against trump which is fair enough i don't see why he wouldn't be but um it's a thing of we treat it like the news we get as an objective truth about trump yet somehow 75 surely there's still going to be some subjectivity toward it isn't it because you know it's yeah, is it two ways to present information? Isn't there? You hide certain things, you show whatever, and it's just, yeah, I do, it's just think it's mad that seventy-five million people voted for him, and it's kind of it's not like it was, you know, ah, oh, you know, he got no votes. It was like no, he got a huge amount, and that's just mad, um, just yeah. mad. I think you could have the same argument for like for Brexit, for example. If, if you if you just chat to people who thought Brexit was a terrible idea all the time, you would not understand why anyone voted for it. But then obviously. Yeah, I think it's because we only get the bad news. We never get any of the good news. You know, everyone on media is always complaining rather than saying, oh, why so good? And that's not me thinking that, oh, he's misunderstood and he is good because I don't think he is at all. It's just funny that it's kind of like 75 million people is a lot. I guess it's the same with Brexit, isn't it? Um, but then you, I assumed, were you going to tie this back to Alice's question? Like, our media doesn't say bad things about the monarchs. No, because I because like listen to stuff like the crown, especially the crown. Geez, media like proper hamming them in. I mean, they're scrutinised all the time. You know, like one of the reasons why Harry left was because. Well, I say this, you don't notice the media of you know his mum died and the media went all in at, at them. I, I think uh, I know of, and that was one of the reasons he just didn't like the media coverage, kind of thing. And they didn't like how they did. I don't know, but yeah. So it's. I guess media affects it, but yeah, I guess you could say there's not much bad about the royals except fierce gossip. It's not anything like, you know, in damning evidence. It's more just being like, oh, you'll never guess what they did, but not really a case of we don't like the royals. It's more like we like them enough to want to know their gossip. I feel like it's, it's interesting how it is. It's, I think it's more closely, it's more akin to celebrity culture now than it is to like certainly politics. Yeah. Or, or so I think that's, that's kind of something we can definitely kind of delve into. Regroup, and um, I look forward to discussing this further so yeah um signing off for now i will see you in a few moments slash a week welcome back uh we've had a week we have done a bit of research um and so we're going to talk about ultimate mainly around the future of the royal family and where where it's headed because i think that's quite a contentious and interesting topic to talk about but um let's, let's go for some things that we didn't know the things that we've learned um we'll go for freddie what are some things that you have learned about the uh, you didn't know yet and now you do oh well I mean, I started off way too general and went with monarchs and the whole world. So I've had, I've had a whole uh, rabbit hole of different monarchies around the world. And I've also then tried to focus it back onto Britain. Does it, would you like kind of general monarchs around the world thing or would you just stick in Britain to start off? Uh, we'll, we'll stick with the, the UK royal family for now just, just get, to get, get the ball rolling on that. Obviously, we can, we can branch out. I don't mind. But. Okay, cool. So everyone has an opinion, as it turns out. Newspapers have so many, uh, like 55% of people like Diana and 13% of people like Camilla. And I just, I don't know where they get this from. Do they ask people in the street? Do they just randomly ask people? I don't know. But the general stuff I found is that the royal family gets money and that money is called the sovereign grant, right? So it's actually 
not that much if you don't include security. If you don't include security, it's like 42 million, you know, which is not so much considering like a defense budget of like a billion. Uh, and recently it's been higher, like 76 million. But the estimate is that if you add security, it kind of bumps it to 350 million. So I don't know where, <laughs> what like gold plated uh, berets <laughs> the security are wearing, but that's something I was interested in, like the money where it goes. And then I also found out that even though loads of people hate Prince Charles, he does, he did have like an organic farm for a while that he was really proud of. But I don't think yeah, he has, he, that, he has some Greta Thunberg farm. vibes. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that was a really, slice, but... yeah, really strange. So I found out a lot of just money stuff really about Britain because that's everyone just gets nitpicky about how much money they're worth and how much they pay and how much they... Like the, the, the Queen voluntarily pays tax, as it turns out, as does Prince Charles. So I, I don't know, it's just people get nitpicky about the money and it's difficult, like they say, to pull apart if they, mm. they provide more than they cost. Like, I mean, people come and spend 20 22.5 billion in the UK. But is it because of the Queen? Or is it just because we've got some cool rocks that have been around called Stonehenge? I don't know. All right. Well, so you're from the south. There's things in the yeah. north as well. Not rocky. Hadrian's Maybe Wall. Maybe in Scotland, um, but <laughs> it's just like... Well, I think the most important economic factor for, for, the, um, for this that, that crops up in my extensive research was that Legoland brings in more money than Windsor Castle. Have to quite close together, that's a great comparison. Oh, good. <laughs> really done, but yeah. Um, but I, obviously, yeah, look, I think the tourism for it is a thing, but I, I do uh, I do think that the whole kind of brand UK and the whole, like, the, like we were saying last week, uh, last week, how they're sort of mascots, as it were, but just, yeah, quite expensive mascots, perhaps. But yeah, I, I Johnny, am, I am anything you'd like to add? So I, I also went to because I looked at something I said is that they bring in money, and my question to myself was, do they bring more income than they expense? And from the figures, as you said, Freddie, it's like you got to take everything with a pinch of salt because it depends on how you actually determine what money they brought in. So this was, well, this is from an article in 2019. Actually, it went through a few different ones. And it most, I think the last thing was 2018 that they did like stuff on. So in 2018, they cost £165 million of taxpayers' money. Um, but, but apparently they brought in £595 million. But, and... So part of that would be tourism, and there's like, how much can you say it's based on that? I guess you could maybe it's related to like the you know the shops, loads of like London shops with like the Queen's face on them. Um, but apparently they brought in 18 times more than the Belgian royal family, and 29 times more than the Spanish. They also cost a lot more. Um, and apparently in the past five years they've brought in 2.8 billion. But again, pinch of salt because it's hard to really quantify tourism. But one of the biggest things is the Crown Estate, which is their biggest earner, and they're one of the biggest landowners in the UK. Their property is valued at twelve billion, um, and in twenty eighteen they paid three hundred twenty nine million into the taxpayers' pot, effectively, and that was just from the land that they owned. So that's something I did say about their, like their property owned. So at least we know that you know in a in a year they can bring over three hundred million minimum just from owning land. Uh, would you like a quick fun fact that I forgot to say I don't know who came up with it or why they came up with it but apparently the royal family are not allowed to play Monopoly they, someone said in 2008 that they're not allowed to play Monopoly I don't oh. know if that's a, a law or if that's just a, a family rule but I like it's just, just, be like, just parliament like you know, you know what we're going to do yeah yeah 
let's we can do it. Let's get through the House of Lords and the House of Commons. Royals can't play Monopoly yeah. anymore. And you can see like some bootleg Monopoly they have like like round shady corners in Windsor Castle. They're just like, oh, <laughs> get it, get it out, get it out. What well, we we um, we saw this. This is a sort of research always just going in my head now. Apparently, they, um, when the Queen Mother died, they released her like um, her record collection, which is quite a sort of you know undercover thing. But apparently, it was um, a lot of her musical taste was influenced by her growing up in Jamaica. So she like was like really into like Bob Marley and reggae and all that sort of thing. And this guy called Mitch Ben, he he made this like comedy song about yeah about the, the Queen Mother like skunking around the palace in like, a big rasta hat when everyone goes up. <laughs> It was, uh, it was quite funny. So, you know, That's awesome. Yeah. And speaking of, I, also, I checked out um, your horrible histories. Uh, so I hadn't heard that actually. There was the Henry, Henry, William, William. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, I'd recommend. We'll, we'll, we'll post a link in the description of the, uh, the podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, no. yeah. Um, but yeah. So to expand on what we're talking about, there, I think one thing that I've, I've also just sort of asked friends about this this week, um, a big point of contention obviously was the whole Diana um, and Prince Charles thing, which again, Fun thing, I, I don't know, obviously this is very, very common knowledge for anyone who's a bit older than us, but um, the fact that she got divorced before she died, I didn't even know that. I don't know if you know. So there's conspiracies, isn't there, about it? And like, you know, where the Queen didn't like die. So so they paid you oh, all sorts of things, yeah. But, but I think one thing that you obviously is fairly common, commonly like understood is that she was like being hounded by the paparazzi in a way that, you know, was was heavy. And um, that's obviously, in a longer term, led to uh, the Harry and Meghan now sort of, you know, bowing out. And I think that's kind of, again, touching on the sort of celebrity culture we, we were talking about last week, um, saying about how, you know, it's all very well being a celebrity, but these people, you know, literally like Truman Show style born into it. So, um, so yeah. But yeah, it's where, where scary, you, isn't it? Yeah, In terms of the toll on them, as it were, on, on them as people, what do, you, what do you kind of think of that? Yeah, most of the stuff I was reading was, I mean, it's just sifting through different papers saying, who does and doesn't like a certain couple or a certain person in the monarchy? And work like people in the monarchy I'd never even heard of. That I I didn't give two sticks about. <laughs> like I just didn't care. And most like, there's very little actual fact. They don't seem to do much that's very interesting. Just a, just a family. I mean, like I remember. It would, I don't know. It's um. Abby's sister lives in Canada. She said this tabloid like magazine, and it was something like uh, was like secret baby from Prince William and whatever, and like just complete fiction, not even close to anything. It was just like it's not even somebody just made it up because they're in a different country and they know they can get away with it. It's like yeah, it's just that celebrity culture. Yeah, learned about Harry and his life just being like saying like on his mother's funeral, he had to walk really far behind the hearse. And he was being watched by what was it like? How was it two billion people watched us? I'm stupid like that, like the funeral. And for him as a kid, he had to walk behind his mum's car as she just recently died. And there is crowds watching you do everything, and you're like one of the most te- televised things on TV. And it's like for a kid, and just his whole life has been media. And then him with Megan, it was like a paparazzi helicopter came over his house. To like, find out stuff about him, and it's like you just can't live. Oh, I can see why they left. Jeez, mm. and I guess that's funding that. into making like a fake. I don't know you'd probably need to pay people like sex doll people. Not really sure who's really good at making live dolls, and just have like some sort of fake you doll that you just have someone paid to just. Really wasn't sure you'd get with that then, <laughs> Oh, 
Oh yeah, that's right. I keep keeping on your toes, <laughs> and then you just put your fake sex doll you in the back of a car and just let someone drive around with it, and you just and then they crash and it's a huge thing. <laughs> yeah, and then you get to fake I love, death. Right, I just love that you've gone for so, rather than like Madame Two Swords or anything else that you know. <laughs> yeah. You've gone for movie. Walk around with a surprise expression on your face. Like, how do you know that they're not just all sex dolls in Madame Two Swords? Eh? I've never been. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I've never been to face. It's quite expensive, so it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I think Johnny's been. Johnny, you've been. To I have. Well. I have been to Vanity Swords. Um, yeah, it was good. good. It was really funny because there's a little, there's a little like, uh, do you know museums to get little videos on TV? And it was, um, what's it called? Chatty Man. Um, Alan, Carr. Alan Carr. And it was him like having this video of him getting his doll made. Like how many hair? They put thousands of like tens of thousands of hairs in. Everything's so like tailor made. And his, his wax doll was terrible. It looked so bad. And he had this whole like spiel and like five minute video of him being proper stoked. It's like, it looks so bad. There were so many better ones. And it was in Blackpool as well. And it was like, oh yeah, Black-. it was like Blackpool's doing of Alan Carr. They did him day. What can I say? Oh, that's really funny, though. It's brilliant. Mm. I wonder if people just have better faces than others. Um, but yeah, so like, I've, I'm trying to think what else I've got about British. Yeah. Like, well, so, so, do you think? Do you kind of think um, that this Meghan and Harry thing leaving is that kind of an omen for things to come in the royal family? Because obviously, if the young people aren't going to stick around, then obviously the, the future of it is is not looking great. But obviously, then you've got uh, William and Kate being far more. Because it's happened before, hasn't it? That people have left the, the royal family because they wanted normal lives or because they wanted to what, marry someone, yeah, I, obviously, or whatever. So, like, I think it's just you can see that Harry and Kate, they've got three kids. I mean, like, well, no, Will and Kate. For Harry, it's just a case of like, well, not like he's going to be any proper royalty anyway, so to speak, more than just a figure. <laughs> and it's going to like, it's a, yeah. So, why have all I mean, the aggro when you're not, yeah? I was just thinking about it. From because why well, I go, went down a whole rabbit hole about the Vatican, right? Basically, I'm not going to talk about it now, but maybe after. And how is the the Vatican kind of things like a company? And I was thinking, like, if the monarchy that we had was kind of like a company, and the kids were kind of brought up more brainwashed, like they should do it, it's their duty. Like, don't you kind of feel like they haven't been brought up like that? Otherwise, they'd be more keen. I mean, maybe I just think mm. it's too easy to brainwash a kid, but they don't seem. <laughs> been too brainwashed into thinking that's exactly what they should be doing they should be rising up to take the, the gauntlet for the rest yeah. of the country i guess it's probably because they, they also know like well it's just everyone's going to be looking at me and i'm not able to actually do anything <laughs> yeah you're just kind of like a model aren't you you said that's, that was one thing that i, I sort of looked up a little bit it's kind of interesting obviously if if and when prince charles becomes king because obviously there are the government could sort of get together and then have it so that they get rid of him if they really needed to but they'd have to have very good reason to do so but if he does then um he he is a lot more politically inclined than um than his mother and then elizabeth and so that would obviously cause a lot more tension because obviously at the moment like you say it's not it's not a big not a big problem because the queen just is you know very kind of passive and, and you know is, is the figurehead that doesn't really impart any sort of will on the uh, politically any any sort of political power but if so if the king did obviously then everyone would say well you know what right do you have to actually say this? You know, you're just because you happen to be born in this this woman's womb instead of this woman, you, you suddenly get power. Mm-hmm. That's obviously that's not really what what the, what the democracy in this country is built on. So, because yeah, not, not what it stands for now. <laughs> but yeah, the question you asked of where, where's the money going, like will it ever end? 
uh, looking into a bit of like what well, in some polls again, as Freddie said, like who you who you asking? Seventy six percent of people said they're just happy for the money to carry on, and uh, it's kind of they don't really have any influence. Like they are a figurehead and nothing more than that. It's just kind of a show. That the you know the Queen opens up stuff for Parliament, and then she kind of they tell her we're going to do this, and it's like cool, go ahead. Um, but other than the, they, they bring too much in to really get rid of them. They don't really do anything bad. But yeah, what happens is they start swinging their weight around. I just don't think they'd be able to do anything about it if they wanted. And one thing of like, is like, would you overthrow the monarchy? And there's, there's nothing to overthrow. Like if par- if they started swinging their weight around, Parliament would be like, right, we'll just put some things through. And now they're not the monarchy anymore. As simple as that. Well, like, okay, this is, this is, maybe I've committed a huge research fallacy and I'll have any degree I have revoked. But I got... I found from when I, my when I was looking at it that there isn't a modern method of removing a monarch in the UK and that they don't have a way to do it. But And I just read that and was like, cool, and I wrote it down in my book and didn't look into it more. Did you guys Do you guys but, think it is possible to remove the, them? The thing I saw was just that. They did with them. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, I was going to say, like, so the Queen, like, she owns two private properties. Most of it is just national property anyway, like the, the, castle, the um, Buckingham Palace and things like that, and it's it, all that Parliament would do is just effectively change their status. So it'd be like, yeah, they're just now like every rich family in the UK or something like that. I don't know. I guess they'd still be private property owners with their crown estate and stuff. I guess the, the biggest thing that they could do. I think it would, I think it'd be a formality. So it'd be like, now we don't ask you every time we pass a law. Now you don't have to do, they'd probably even do a speech. Um, but yeah, so I just don't think it would be like changing someone from Mister to Doctor kind of thing. It's like, yeah, or but Doctor to Mister. Who it? But what I'm getting is because I'm just thinking, right? If they just said tomorrow they're arresting the Queen and they arrested her, I mean, is anyone going to actually do anything? No. But then I was thinking, if they said, right, you to the guards, right, arrest her, and would they have that weird kind of, you know, the social human country? Can't, yeah, can't do things because they're not the right person's telling me to do it. Like, I just feel like if they said, right, we're going to change it, who would it be? What would it be? Boris Johnson says, right, we're going to change it. And everyone's like, no, or yes. Like, I just don't see how it works. Yeah, he, he's, it, it's like, um, what is it like? What happens if Trump doesn't want to leave the Oval Office? It's like, yeah, who actually enforces that stuff? Like, what, what happens when somebody says no? You know, like, Charles goes like, you know what? No, you're not just pass that law. And you're like, no, say yes. That's what you're meant to do. No, <laughs> we're still gonna do it anyway. We're just gonna, we're just gonna, we're gonna. I'm gonna ask my mates. They're all gonna agree with me, and we're just gonna not ask you anymore. Okay. If that's what happens with like companies, right? Private companies. It's. I mean, let's say Nestle or something. So it's like we're gonna take this water from this that is gonna like drown. It's gonna kill this village. It's gonna take all the water from this village, and then they just do it. They just do it. Right? There's no one to and represent. No one to stop them. They just do it. I mean, I think it was, is it necessary that had their own private army so they could go do some stuff? I think in so, yeah. Boy, they just yeah. made an army. They just made one. So I just wonder how it worked in the British monarchy. But Nestle's bad. You, you were saying about like, you know, Nestle and stuff. It's like when the guy who bought over, was it HIV treatment? And then he increased the price by 700%. And it was like, Wait, no, you can't do that. That's immoral and that's a horrible thing to do because people are dying because and they need that medication. And it's like, it's my company. Who's gonna stop me? And it's like, this guy's a dick. And there's nothing we can do because <laughs> he's a private company. 
I thought you were going to talk about McAfee then. I just, uh, you guys have seen the McAfee, 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 the computer McAfee? software. Yeah, guy yeah. Who, oh, is he, he's mad, isn't he? He's like, yeah, he went mad. Went to an island, bought an island, made an army. <laughs> yeah, like, probably like motivational, like, yeah, attack everybody, anarchy thing. We'll bring it back a little bit. I think, I think we'll, we'll go on, Johnny, if you, if you want. I was going to say, uh, apparently the monarchy ended in 1649 with Charles I because he started swinging around his weight too much and he ended up getting beheaded. And then the parliament then reinstated the monarchy in 1660, which I like they did it because they were like, well, let's still get a figurehead. Yeah, no, like I said, I think they're, they're very, yeah, we had a very short republic under Cromwell, obviously, which didn't really go very well. Um, I think As you can see in the Horrible Histories song. <laughs> Again, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's so long ago, I don't really think that's like a, a very you know, tangible or, or good argument for or against the monarchy carrying on now. I think the main thing, obviously, the thing that will, assuming she's not a lizard person in a, in a human skin, <laughs> um, assuming she will die at some point, and then the Queen dying will obviously be a very big kind of turning point in the, you know, will will Charles be Charles the Last is the, um, is the big question, I guess. Um, I was like, I don't, not people don't really like him at all. You know, I think the, the whole Diana factor thing, people really don't like him. Um, and the thing about skipping him, you can't, I mean, you know, that could happen, but then it's like, I don't know if that, um, if they, we've got, you know, the issues like we said about the younger generations not really wanting to do it as much with Harry and Meghan sort of set the, set the tone for that. Um, I don't know, I think like I said, it's, it's quite a, quite a fascinating one really, but. Um, yeah, and we think for like, for like whether they should carry on, I don't know, like apparently the Queen is patron of over 600 charities and it's kind of like, do you know if you made, David Attenborough, like the Duke of Wales or something like that. I don't know. I don't know the terms. Um, would anyone stop him being that? And suddenly it's like, well, he gets a load more money, but he keeps doing what he's doing and he's doing loads of good for the planet. And it's like, I guess, why should we stop it? He brings in, he brings in more money than he costs. Um, mm. He's got a really big title and he's got a big fancy house, but he still does loads of work, more or less seven days a week, um, going around doing loads of good. And it's like, well... Is there any reason to stop it? I guess not. Mm. I feel that's probably the monarchy, as long as no one does anything stupid. But then I could imagine if like Prince Charles acts up, they'd be like, right, um, go down to Prince William and be like, right, you'll be king now. We're going to dethrone him because he's a bad fit, I don't know. Yeah, they, they can do that. Like I said, they did it in 1936. Um, to get, I think it was uh, King Edward briefly was in uh, King Edward went on to marry some American divorcee and that therefore they... They didn't then one was the king. Like I say, it's all a bit, I think there is a lot of sort of pomp and ceremony and all mm-hmm. sorts of tradition that is is very heavily, obviously very, very deeply embedded. Um one thing that came up actually, I, I saw very few just have you guys heard of Poundbury? Pound three. Pound Poundbury, as in the place. Poundbury. That was very Poundbury, English. Like an like an American person made up an English place. <laughs> Pound we're gonna call it yeah, what's their currency called? Yeah, the Poundbury. Um but no, it's, it's basically it's it's Charles's uh, Prince Charles kind of made it as a city and it's kind of his vision of what, what a city could be like. And um, people, you know, it's sort of, you know, as obviously people like it, people don't dislike it. Um, and the sort of the history of the pub dates back six years, which obviously people people joke about, you know. <laughs> you know. Um, well, six years at the time they wrote that, probably, probably longer now. But, um, but yeah, I think he does, you know, it's, um, he has actually done some things that like apparently they, they stopped the building of a $6 billion block of flats in Chelsea. And so they have actually done th- some things, small scale, obviously, but in the big picture, it's small things, but that could, I don't know, p- pave the way for Charles wanting to do some bigger things if he did become king, which 
again mm. we don't know like, but like, as we were just saying I, I think there would be enough things in place to stop him from doing anything because I guess as well it depends on how you choose to do it because it's like is he doing it as the head of a charity or is he doing it as the king of England and I guess like you could be like oh this is just complete I'm not doing it as a king this is just I, I'm the head of the charity and we're choosing to do this um, not related exactly, to being yeah. a king I mean you could always say everything's related to you being a king but um, I feel like it's a loopholes. <laughs> yeah I think so from my super quick extra research I just did now because I was like, God damn, how do you how do you remove the monarchy if you wanted to? So mm. then the other ones that did it recently were Greece and Bulgaria. Ooh. So how did Greece do it? Military. <laughs> like <laughs> military grouped together and they had a coup and they I think and they jumped over the, uh, the monarchy and forced them to all stop being monarchs. Just stop. Hey, stop um, it! Stop it! Yeah. And Bulgaria effectively did a Brexit. They had a referendum, but it also was fueled by some guy called Tsar Simeon, who was in exile and came back and like rallied everyone into having a referendum, Ooh. kind of Brexit style. So what would you reckon if the English if England was gonna stop this monarchy? It's gotta be it's gotta we gotta do another Brexit, haven't we? Yeah. But do, he do would just mind? love a good love a good. I mean that would be yeah, that would just be the chair of the cake if they did another another Brexit for the world. Do you know what? I think it actually cost way too much to do it because we've got so much is ingrained. You know, like our national anthem is based on the monarchy. You know, like money is says oh, we have to pay to pay someone to write a new national anthem. Costs are going to rack up. No, you get free ones on the internet. You just got to choose those those, those ones without. <laughs> but do you like um, uh, currency? Everything says I. Uh, you know, by declaration of the Queen, this is you know granted as ten pounds passports. You know, like all currency would have to be brought in and redone out again. You know, like it's just everywhere um, of everything. What makes I mean, the, the foundation of Brexit on these blue passports? You know, without the blue part, I think if they, if they just said we'll give everyone blue passports, do you want Brexit? They could have done that and forget all the rest of the Brexit stuff. <laughs> would be fine, but yeah, but that, yeah it's it was so good. The colour before blue, everyone's got blue. What a cool purple. Um, Mo? Okay, so more than right. So we've got to change all the money. And I've just had a quick Google. How much did it all cost to change to change the one pound coin? It's like six billion. And once once the queen, I think to change all the currency from up from the else, it would be like to change them all from the queen's head to Prince Charles's head would cost six billion. I think. Oh, actually, oh, yeah. That's God. a point of of the fact of yeah, you do that every time you change a monarch. So I guess you're just getting rid of him. Yeah. No, but they, they work. They, it's in circulation, isn't it? It just stays in circulation until they pop out. They don't have to change them all overnight. Mm. But we did with the pound, <laughs> didn't we? We with the pound, we took them out of circulation. Oh yeah, for, yeah. So many fake ones. Well, they do it all the time. With like, there's new the new twenty pound notes that came out a lot that I'm going. You know, I know. I think, I think long term future. I, I think I think moving towards a more cashless society is definitely going to be a thing. But mm, that's true. Um, that's true. But it it changed other countries that doing that. Yeah. Uh, quick thing positive that apparently some people have is that they think that if we remove the monarchy in the UK, it will reduce over time classism. Hmm. Hmm. I can get there's it. Still, can get down there's still classisms in, in true democracies. It's just, it'd be less posh. Yeah. <laughs> just be rich. That's it. It'll just be people at the top who don't have like hoity doity, got no plums in their mouth. Um, <laughs> oh, also, apparently, after World War II, some colonies declared independence, but chose the Commonwealth with the Queen as a figurehead. So, it's just, again, just a ceremonial thing. But it's still being like, we don't want to be part of you anymore, but we still like the Queen. We'll keep her. Yeah. <laughs> you know? that, is, that is kind of it. I think um, so. We had the brand UK thing. Again, bring it back to that. People just like the Queen, and people just 
really like what she, what she's done, what she stands for, like the fact that she's sticking out and doing her job so well at, at her age, and that you know she's going to be doing. It. She's made a vow to God. She's she takes that very seriously. She's going to be doing it until she. Until she I think it's yeah, it's, it's a it's a interesting point in terms of the, the future of mm. that and how that might of that is going to be a turning point in terms of where the country goes so hey listen to this. if you listen to this episode of the future post post the uh <laughs> post, post the queen dying and who knows who knows what's going on and seeing what she's the... gonna outlive child oh, um so i had a friend who worked in a print uh press factory place that the in london um and this was so, so they made like do you know, like um so when the royal wedding was on they created the wedding invites and when they did it it was like you got called in and you weren't allowed to tell anyone. Had to had to sign uh, like NDAs, so you can't tell anyone you're doing the, the wedding certificate like invitations because this is need to know basis. And they locked them down until it was kind of done. Apparently for the Queen's death as well, the company said we will. Doesn't matter wherever you are in the world, we will pay to get you back. We'll pay whatever flight, so you immediately come back, and we'll lock down and we till do all the invites for the Queen's funeral. And then you, effectively, if it takes 24 hours, we'll just lock you in 24 hours until it's all done, which just sounds mad. Um, yeah, apparently, mismanagement of the company, though, apparently, and the sense of they think they're a bit too hoity toity, and so they don't take lesser jobs because they actually make no money and they pay the people poorly. But <laughs> <laughs> never know names. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Very interesting. Oh, very interesting. Well, I have a bunch of stuff to talk about other monarchies, unfortunately. I kind of went down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, I started off with looking at just general other monarchies. So a monarch, let's just start off, monarchy is generally having one bloke or woman who has inherited the rule. That's the general rule of having a, a monarchy. <laughs> anyway, so there's loads of exceptions. <laughs> like Andorra has two. Malaysia has an elected monarch. People claiming uh, certain monarchies that, and they're not existing anymore, which is fun fact, you're called a pretender if you do that. Um, so that was all, that's a lot of fun stuff about other people's monarchies. And then we, oh, then I went down the, the kind of, finding out how much Britain screwed over India, Pakistan and Bangladesh when they had the partition of India because all these old monarchies that still existed but had no power, inverted commas, suddenly kind of reappeared and were fighting for power again. And 10 to 20 million people were, inverted commas, displaced, i.e. there was one of the biggest refugee crises of the, of the time like that ever happened. Oh, my God. So that would be an interesting point that... When you remove a monarchy or you remove a power from somewhere, obviously you have huge displacement of people and powers. And I don't know how you're going to edit this all together because now I'm going to talk about the Vatican, <laughs> which is hilarious. Oh my God. So for a quick, quick roundup for our listeners, I found out the Vatican basically exists because Mussolini made a nice deal with the Pope. And... Uh, you, he basically said, right, you can exist, you can have some money, and you just got to stay out of politics and wars and stuff. And the Pope was like, cool. So, right, this is, I don't know how much you guys know about the Pope and the Vatican. I mean, I know he's meant to be in service till he dies, and the Queen's in like three Popes by now, because one, you know, similar in the case of like one Pope decided to retire, and it's like, you're not meant to retire as a Pope, it's yeah. a lifelong thing, but, oh well. That was, yeah. Okay. I, well, did you know- Benedict, right, and then, yeah. No, I, just, I, I, I think Benedict's the new one. He's, he's obviously the super cool. Uh, people like him, kind of, kind of pope. Um, and Not then the one before him was a complete asshole. So I understand. Okay, so here's my question: Who's the king of the Vatican? There is a king. Oh, I think I've heard this. I have no idea though. Okay. Yes. 
think it but, is um, David Attenborough, right? Is the Queen the patron of the King of the Vatican? So there's 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 four there's four parts to it, right? There's the King, there's the Pope, there are two people, and then there's the city, the Vatican City, and then there's the Holy See, which is the chair. Mm. (laughs) So basically, the chair is actually the thing that has the power. The chair is uh, the chair is technically a legal corporate person in international law. <laughs> it's the chair. Game of Thrones vibes here, yeah. yeah was exactly. it Fred? Did you get this off the CPG Grey video? Because he did a great video on this. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you've seen this, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I know. But I have not looked for a while, but yeah, no, it's cool. Okay, great video, great video. I watched it today while I was waiting. I was researching stuff. So, well, the big surprise is that the the king has absolute unchecked power in the city. Unchecked. They can do whatever they want. Unchecked. I like the unchecked part. You know, it's like, yeah, just like a tiny little small text written clause. Unchecked. It, no, it, it, makes, it makes them one, oh, and it makes them the only, um, oh, the king is also elected, technically. So it's the only elected non-hereditary absolute monarchy in the world. <laughs> it just sounds like such a big dick move. And <laughs> Basically, the fun part—the smallest that, country in the world, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. The king and the pope are the same person, so the king makes a rule, and then the pope kind of enforces it. But they're the same person. And the weird part is that the 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 Vatican is technically a, a company. I don't really understand. It's kind of confusing. So it's technically a company, and which the Holy See is the CEO. The person who sits there is the CEO of the company. And the company owns the city. So the passports are effectively just a company made some passports and people accept them around the world. It's not the cut the country itself hasn't made them valid. The king doesn't yeah. do that. The the Pope does. So then it's just it doesn't make any sense. But it's really cool. Also, there's no people that actually are born citizens because they're all, well, blokes <laughs> and they have to be appointed <laughs> by the king to come in and do their work. There's about 500 of them. So it was, and this is like, this is the, the kind of the complete other end of the spectrum of monarchies from like the British monarchy, if you know what I mean. So I just mm. found it kind of interesting to go down that rabbit hole. Yes, I would highly recommend the CGP Grey video that explained it to me. And it was very funny. So <laughs> in the end, I decided I'm not so against the monarchy really, considering there are other things we do that cost a hell of a lot of money. Um, yeah, yeah. I just went past a protest today of the new high-speed rail. Uh, the, the protesters are digging 100 feet tunnels underneath the park of Euston Station, I can't remember, and they like, to try and protest against this this rail that's going to cost billions and billions and billions yeah, and destroy and loads of our forests and stuff. So there's other things we have to worry about more yeah. than the current. first. I was gonna, at first I thought like, oh, is it gonna be like something like oh connecting the north and the south a bit more? So like maybe it'll be like you know, high speed thing. So to London to like the north will be like no time, so therefore it's it's a better connection between the two. Do you know like you just you know the whole country and Scotland, for instance, is more included rather than just the hub being down south and you know not and no, it'll knock off like 20 minutes or something like that. And it's kind of like people can people can just wait the 20 minutes rather than destroying loads and costing an absolute fortune. Yeah, you think. Think so, right? yeah. Well, yeah, I was just going to add to the Vatican thing that the um, 
the scandal there, right? I thought I thought I was really going to go with it. No, I thought scandal. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll stay clear of scandals this episode. Yeah, <laughs> could go to the whole presentary thing, but who scandal. Need a bit of less negativity at the moment. That, that sounds good. Anyway, um, anyway, thank you very much for listening to this episode on the Royals, and we will see you next time on No Idea Yet. Thank you very much. Nice. Best um, ending yet. <laughs> so, thank you very much for listening. Uh, even bigger thank you if you've made it this far to the end. Um, if you have done and uh, would like to send us anything, uh, we've got our follow us on Instagram at No Idea Yet Podcast. And if you have any ideas of anything we, you think we should talk about in the future, you can send us an email to noideayetpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time.